real hog. <laughs> Welcome to episode 30, a.k.a. the Jackman Radio Christmas Special. We are being very fucking festive right now, <laughs> hanging out at the base of Mount Monadnock with no snow, but snow in our minds. Hmm. Just really excited for the holidays. You John know? Snow on our minds. John Snow is always on my mind. Yeah, he is. That valiant watcher of the wall with his beautiful black hair. Oh, God. How you doing, Oswald? Good. That's feels, good. Feels right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's like, it feels like the first time every time. Yeah, yeah it does. You know what I mean? Even 30 times in, yeah. we're still getting this down. I feel like we're still just, just kind of foreplay. But welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio, but it's not just any episode. Like we but said, it's not just the chubbiness. Chubbiness aside, this is the Christmas special for Jackman Radio. Or holiday special. Or for you PC people out there, because 2015 was the year of the PC. Oh, it wasn't the year of the cat. It was think, the yeah, we're in the decade of the PC, fucking, I think, at this point. Yeah, yeah. Our, col- our college experience was probably the last really good one. The rest yeah, of them are a bunch of coddled brats. You wouldn't get slapped with a lawsuit for like looking at the chalkboard the wrong way. And have a safe space on like, campus. Our generation is like one of the... like. Like our parents just like let us leave for the day, like summer vacation. We're all the like, last just, ones. You just walk out the door and leave, and then you'd come back around supper time. You know, you know you didn't, you didn't like, have okay, honey, like, you know, I'll have fun. I'll see you in September. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we used to do a thing called ride bikes. Yeah, yeah, and, just and, and go walk. outside. Yeah, and you know, just walk into the woods and as far as you could in one direction, and then once you hit a road, just come back. Oh, that's that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Have, there was no ISIS. There was no, no 9-11. Yeah, we built clubhouses. Yeah. You didn't have to text your parents to let... Kid, oh. like, dude, like, kids in grade school today oh. have to text, have Gross. to deal with yeah. texting with their dude, parents. that has ruined everything. Yeah, man. I would Fucking never. Fucking stupid f- idiot phones. I would be part Eyes of for idiot. Yeah. Idiot phone. I have a track phone because um, of my drug dealing enterprise I do on the side. It's how I stay off the radar. Um, but yeah. Wow. So, so before we on, even get... Well, before we get anything, I have to say... I saw Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, because I know there's still people who haven't seen it, but it lived up to all the hype. It brought me through all the emotions, right when the scroll comes up at the beginning mm. after the Lucasfilm. And did you, have you seen it, Oswald, yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I hear good things. And it was... Oh, it delivered. And I'm not, not to give any spoilers, but... And I'm sure everyone here has seen the trailers... I re- one of the things I love the most about it, besides the, the ode to the original and, you know, the big three returning, which has been public knowledge for a while, the grittiness of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was very gritty yep. and grimy, and it had that practical feel that episode four, five, and six had that was lacking from episode one, two, and three. Fucking Abrams, man. He's just resurrecting oh. fucking fran- Dude, franchises with the wave of his hand. He's killing it, Yeah, man. yeah. He'll he's be a, all right, I think, that guy. I think he'll be all right. For, like, financially? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's next in line. He's <laughs> doing the reboot for Weekend at Bernie's. They're going to entrust that. <laughs> They're going to entrust Weekend at Bernie's franchise with him. Oh, shit. But, man. Wow. I, no, I know, dude. Uh, goosebumps. You felt right, it, Eric. Goosebumps right away, dude. And um, me and Ferg were texting before the movie, because that's what you do when you're in the theater now. You just text before the mm. uh, the movie, because you don't want to display yeah. how nervous you are if I'm, that you're thinking about a mass shooter coming in and shooting up the theater. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. That's what I think about, Aaron, when I I've go in movie theaters it. now. Well, I thought about not, it, too. Is that guy just going to and, get popcorn, or is he going to reload? And... Uh, <laughs> 
That's I why said, you get top front row balcony. I said to you see that shit coming, Mike. I said to my boy Ferg, I said, "Yeah, dude." Um, you know, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" Well, he called me and I, I put it the silent, and then I texted him and said, "Hey, man, about to see the new Star Wars." He's like, "Oh, awesome, man! Enjoy the movie. Let me know what you think." And I said, "Yeah, I will if I don't get shot up in a mass shooting." And then he wrote, "Laugh out loud. Hit the deck if you hear anything loud." But I mean, <laughs> you fucked. joke about it, That's but it's the norm. Fucked. It's kind of fucked. It's man. funny you bring that up because I was thinking the same thing in the theater, dude. Like, I, you know, it's what? All in the back of your it's mind all, now. It's always in the back of it's my like mind. It's like flying now, on man. a plane after nine eleven. Now, like these are the things that you think about in the back of your mind. See, I go to like not to be sound snobby, but I go to like indie art house, the, the indie film, the foreign <laughs> films at Keene State, and there's no one ever there. Yeah, they can't <laughs> fucking find the theater. <laughs> no, they, the you know? the yeah, projectionist yeah. doesn't even so show up half the time. Never even crosses my mind. Really? Yeah. No, that that's that actually is an advantage of going. Of those, isn't it? Yeah. The theater was packed, and it's already made three hundred million quicker than any other film. It's breaking all kinds of records. It broke Jurassic World's record, and Good. Jurassic World did a nice little ode to it. They had like the the dinosaur talon or claw, like putting the record on the Star Wars symbol. I don't know if you saw that little. I didn't. It was see classy. That. It was classy. But anyways, loved it. Chills, sadness, humor. I mean, it had everything. It had oh, absolutely Daisy everything. Ridley. Oh, she is just a bit of beauty. Daisy Ridley, who plays uh, one of the characters named Ray, is oh. unbelievable. She killed it. Tw- she's like 23 years old. Yeah, she's young. Is and she show- British or Australian? I think she's British. And so British. is uh, John, Boyega, John Boyega, who played another character. He's a, he's a black stormtrooper. Oh, it's awesome. It's so awesome. It we we really don't want to give too much away, but I mean, please, go see this film if you haven't seen it yet. You will love it. It lives up to all the hype. I give it an A+, plus, and I cannot wait for episode 8. We're going to go see it again, Mike, with Hum. Yeah, yeah, we're actually going to go see it again with our boy Ricky. He's coming home from Texas, from Texas. for the holidays, so I will be. I will definitely be seeing it again. Absolutely. And uh, just, just so excited about this film, and... Uh, can't wait for episode eight, which will be coming out in May of 2017. Wow. So, and there's pretty much confirmation that everyone will be back. I think so. Yeah. Mark Hamill, they'll, they'll all be back. I think Kathleen Kennedy, the producer, pretty much confirmed Excellent. that the principal cast will be returning. So Mike and I watched a funny uh, documentary last night called Finders Keepers. Have you seen that, Laharvest? Oh, I want to see it so bad. Oh, man. <laughs> so the, pre- the premise of this documentary is um, it's in the South. It's in North Carolina. And um, this whole culture of like finding things in leftover abandoned storage units or where people didn't pay the bill. Yeah, pickers. And, storage know, wars pickers, and pickers. Storage war. I mean, you just, you automatically think of the South, you know, not to knock on the South. Or Florida. And this, this uh, dude um, abandoned, well, not abandoned, he didn't pay the bill on his storage unit. And so he ceded the rights to all the property and then it went up to auction. And this guy who was like a, Hoarder, picker, whatever, drunk scavenger. Businessman. Bid on this smoker that was in the storage unit. Won the smoker, opened the smoker, and there's a fucking severed leg Mm. and a foot in the smoker. And this thing, like, blew up, dude. It was all over the news. He it became, trended, yeah. He yeah, and he, he's like a... This guy really wants to be famous. Oh, like dude, he wants to be famous so yeah. fucking so he, bad, he Oswald. just totally takes advantage of dude, the fact he, that he has this guy. And then the guy figures out that he, he's he's uh, using his leg to, right. you know... Gain, uh, right, for, for monetary for, gain. Yeah, monetary. So then, so then it's a big lawsuit. One dollar for kids to see the foot. Three dollars for adults. Y'all want to see the foot? I'm the foot man. I'm the foot man. I'm... I'm famous. Foot barbecue, smoking barbecue. Yeah. So people the, want to see the cholesterol melt off. Yeah, there was a bunch of cholesterol that melted off the foot. <laughs> so this fucking guy, uh, who who owned the foot, lost it in a plane crash. He was in a plane crash. Spoiler with, alert. Yeah, with his dad and his uh, brother-in-law, and uh, he lost a leg, and then <laughs> I don't know. Had a whole thing in his head like paying tribute to his dead dad involved maintaining the leg and hanging on to it some southern well and then when he really did pass away later on in life he wanted to be buried as a whole man so he wanted to keep that's true so he wanted to be buried with the severed foot and the rest of his remains right it's it's a southern reasonable it's just a southern gothic tale of he's uh the guy that found the leg too is a conspiracy guy yeah. Oh, is he? I yeah. think he was running for president, too. Yeah, he's yeah. all about uh, the Newtown conspiracies and 9-11. And he's, he's, so he's, a, he's a psycho. Oh, He's great, though. Yeah, he's, yeah. A tr- he's good, probably it, voting for Trump. It looks like a great documentary. And they wow. go into you know their personalities and that guy's whole relationship with his wife and how he met her. And, you know, he just makes you ask yourself, you know, what woman would kind of sign up for that? And uh, But they're committed to each other. Just a great story. So uh, Finders Keepers, if it's all true, if you get a chance to check that out. 
Uh, it was in Redbox, and I'm sure it's available on Amazon and other other platforms. You know. So, uh, what are you guys doing for Christmas? Do you have any plans there, Oswald? Or uh, I'm gonna go see The Hateful Eight. I heard a, a DVD copy of that leaked. First, the fucking script leaks How like two years ago. Then now there's like a DVD bootleg of it leaking. They can't catch a break with this well, shit. Who wants a then, then the fucking police are Who's boycotting it. Who's buying fucking DVDs? Hold on, I gotta do this for Poopsie. All right, the crack. Oh, yeah. There it is. Here's the pour. The first sip. Rizib. And the Prestige. Oh, so good. But I heard that uh, The Hateful Eight has leaked already. Well, the thing is, when the script leaked, what was it, like two, three years ago? He's like, I'm not going to film it. And they, he went ahead and filmed it. They did a table read. Huge success. Well, very he tremendous. Gonna make, he was going to make it. He was going to make it. He was developing a play before. And, like, he he said he was doing something different with this movie that he's ever done. And he was doing, like, uh, yeah, no feet. three. No, it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. He would have he liked the Finders Keepers movie. Oh, yeah. He would have been sucking on that thing. Well, he was doing, like, three to four drafts of the script. And the first draft was the one that got leaked. And he wasn't even going to be a movie. It was going to be a play. And he's still, he's still going to turn it into a play. But uh, he just found time to, to do the movie. Um, but who gives a fuck? Like, no one gave a fuck when the script was leaked. Like, no. did anyone sit down and read yeah, did that you read it? script? No. I didn't read it. Tarantino no. probably leaked it. And if you wanted to, <laughs> you, you know, if you're a fan and you actually want to see and, you know, want to go see the movie at some point, why would you read the script? It doesn't make any sense. That's true. So the it, fact that a DVD would leak, like, who gives a fuck? Who's buying DVDs? Bootleg. And the thing is, too, with the Star Wars, to go back to Star Wars briefly, there were obviously people were very spoiler sensitive about this. Yeah. And I was able to see the movie with no spoilers. Yeah. And I did. I don't want to ruin it for anyone else. So, hateful eight. Where, where and when are you going to see that? Uh, the closest it's, it's getting is Nashua. So I'm driving to Nashua. When are you going? Christmas Day. It starts Christmas Christmas Day. So I'm gonna I like go. This. I gotta check it. They haven't announced show times yet. So the earlier I didn't the have better. plans. I'd go with you. Yeah. Earlier the better. I want to see that. Everyone's hanging out with their fucking families on Christmas. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's what you get do. The fuck out of here. <clears throat> no, you do that Christmas night, and then you fucking. That's drink. The, then that's it. Then then Christmas morning. But what are you supposed to hang around, talk to your family all goddamn day? No. You, you work. You get paid. You drink. Hmm. After you box them, you ship them. Lots of luck, wise ass. <laughs> We're having our family up on our dad's side. It was great. Last weekend we went to our mom's side of the family. Had a Christmas party down in Stoneham, Mass. And we hadn't seen a lot of them in year, two or three couple years. Of years. Some of them two or three years yeah. and. Had a really lovely time. Yeah, it was really good to see time. everybody. It was really nice. And so uh, for Christmas Day, we're having uh, our aunts and uncles up on our dad's side and maybe some cousins and our sister is flying home. Yeah, Laura's coming DC, home. So we're really excited about that. She's taking a flight from Baltimore to Boston. Yeah, she got her ticket from Omar <sighs> in the wire. She was able to purchase it. Omar, get your ticket. I'll get your ticket. Ew, Snowflake, you got to get home for Christmas. Omar, get your ticket. <sighs> So that'll be a lot of fun. And then, you know, I don't have any New Year's plans yet. You know, New Year's is one of those things you don't really want to be on the road, man. That's like the worst fucking night to be on the road. Elds really wants us to come to Newark. He's been texting me. I, I mean, I really want to go. If we can make it work, I want to go. Yeah. All the haunts, dude. Uh, Wohop. If we go to New York City, I feel like it's going to be one of those scenarios where we just stay up straight for like 20 hours and just go do it and come back. Yeah. And then think about and, it. And then deal with it on Monday, right? Right. Yeah, if if it's gonna be anything, it'll be worth it. Cause I mean, you go to New York, man, with Elds and Jackie Woods, dude. Oh. Come on, what's better than that? I hope we do. So really much fun. How about our Christmas card that we had this year? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you <laughs> see our Christmas card, Aaron? Mike and I decided I to really didn't. get into. Oh, the... you guys sent out one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. We, we really got into the spirit. spirit. Yeah, I yeah. think the older I get, man, the less uh, the less uh, worried I am about. Yeah, you know, Christmas we, used, and we all... used to be like pretty militant, like you know, anti Christmas, Christmas, and and this and that, and you know, obviously because we're, we're atheists and don't believe in the religious nonsense hootenanny about it. But we uh, we love obviously eating and we love drinking and we love our family and friends. So we're like, you know what? We're gonna take two funny pictures that we took this year and put it on a Christmas card and send it out to everybody. So I took naturally took the picture of me and Trump together where he's giving the thumbs up. Right, right. And Mike used a picture of him with uh, Lindsey Graham, who just sadly dropped out of the presidential yeah. new Republican primary Farewell, race. Farewell, boys. <sighs> I'm, I'm probably going to go back to Iraq. 
for a visit. I'm gonna go visit Iraq. That's I'm gonna campaign in Mosul, to Crete, <laughs> <clears throat> and Baghdad. So yeah, we did that, and uh, it was a hit. One of our uncles, who's our very li- left liberal of uncle, center, yeah, was was like really like concerned about it. He said to my mom, he said, "Did did you raise these guys to vote for Trump?" And we're like, uh, "Uncle, Uncle X, it's a joke. It's a joke." It. And even if I was voting for Trump, you know, are you gonna disown me? <clears throat> Trump's got a lot of support around here, man. We got to get some footage of Eric in front of. There's a Trump sign in Jaffrey. Oh, it's so good. It's about. It's the size of that wall over there, and it's got fucking holiday lights around it. <laughs> oh, we got a phone call coming in. Oh yes, we're opening up the lines tonight uh, from seven to eight. So we have a couple of people who are calling in, and we have our first phone call. So uh, who who do we got calling in right now? We got Doc Sean. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, you want to adjust the mic there a little bit? Yeah, let me make sure so you can hear it. Hey, Doc Sean. Doc Sean, welcome to the Jackman Radio Christmas special. How's it going, man? Oh, we lost him. (laughs) (laughs) Call was lost. That was a little anticlimactic, but... Yeah. We decided for the... Because it is a special. It's a Christmas special. We've opened up the phone lines, and we're doing a PBS drive. We need to raise $17,536.61 in order to continue the programming till March of 2016. Right. So we're having people call in. And there might be a couple of a couple of friends and family who will be calling in. So I don't know if uh, Sean's... And we're doing this pretty much live. We're doing this all but live. So kind of a uh, seat of our pants. But uh, let me see if I can get Sean again on the line. And what was the thing, Eric, that Trump had said about Hillary Clinton? It was in the news today, the last couple of days. She got schlonged in the last debate. She got schlonged. And in 2008, she was supposed to beat Obama. And Obama beat her. And quite frankly, she got schlonged. She lost. She lost. She lost. She lost. She and got she got schlonged. schlonged. Now, what does that mean, Mike? Schlong is a Yiddish term for penis, I believe. Yeah. Kind of like mushroom stamping, I would assume. <sighs> right, if you said, you know, she got dicked. Yeah. Or she got boned. A good deep yeah. dick. Deep she got deep right, And then, of course, you know, Trump denied that it was... It, I was, it wasn't vulgar. I wasn't trying to be vulgar. That one's kind of a tough one. And then, not only that, but he talked about when she took her bathroom break during the Democratic <laughs> debate. Did you hear about that, Oswald? Yeah, yeah I did. That was... <laughs> she took a bathroom break. It was disgusting. You could tell by Bernie's face that he could smell the dump that she took. And I'm probably thinking that her staffers fed her some really bad Mexican before the debate. Because let's be honest, it's probably what she eats. She loves the Mexican people. She's for amnesty. She's against the wall. And the Mexican didn't settle in her stomach, and she had to take a dump. Yeah, she, she did. Probably took a stop at Chipotle earlier in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, she got E. coli. Boy, Chipotle's had a rough. Uh, yeah, that's that thing. Rough like year. Yeah, it's like well, suddenly. I mean, can't, they can't compete with Subway. <laughs> Subway's had a rough Dude, fucking year. Even though, even those. <laughs> no, that's true. No, I was gonna say, even though Subway has a fucking, you know, kid fucking pedophile as their spokesman, they still sell subs. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna. People hurt, still though. turn up. Yeah, definitely. People, that's like all I can think about. When I fucking... When you put that big sub in your mouth? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't even... And, you know, they've dropped the whole thing. I mean, they dropped it, like, fast, fast, dro- fast. Well, they dropped it like it was hot, because it was hot. Does um, he still get free Subway for life, is my question. Like he said, I'll take the deal, I'll go to jail, I'll do it, I'll plead fucking under guilty. One, one condition. I still get free subs for life. I don't think it was I think that Subway. was the deal. That was the deal. <laughs> All right, yeah. here's, here he is. Okay, we got Doc Sean calling back in. Right. Back on the line. Doc Sean on the line. Hey, hey, what's going on, Dark Sean? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's so good to hear your voices during the holiday season. How are you? Oh, we're hey, doing too, man. We're, we're doing, doing well. great, man. We uh, we got a couple days off for the holidays, and we're gonna see friends and family, and eat and drink and be merry. Now, where where are you calling from tonight, Dark Sean? I'm in the 305 in Miami. Nice. Just got through decorating the palm tree. Wow, what's the temperature down in Miami tonight? Jesus. Hey, we got fucking... But you guys are catching the same weather, I believe, right? Yeah, we're, we got a little bit of rain up here, man, but it's been in the 40s and 50s, and tomorrow it's supposed to be in the 60s. Wow. <laughs> I, heard it's direct, I heard it's directed. It's so always what... directed when we get together. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. So what's the good word from Doc Sean? What's on your mind tonight, man? Yeah, no, how much time do I got? Do I have some time to settle in? Or am I going to, you know, 
Yeah. yeah, we could, you know, we might have another other phone calls, but yeah, we got a few minutes or so. Yeah, we so can we'll, do like five to ten minutes. You know, I follow you guys on social media. Oh, dude, I love you having. Doing, you guys are doing great things for my for my eardrum. <laughs> dude, we love having you your support, man, and having you listen. It's fucking awesome knowing that we got people in in Miami. You know, welcome to yeah. Miami. Hell yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, it all really began at Franklin Pierce all those years ago. About, I want to go ahead and say 10 years ago, Mike. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah that you... was an uh, intergalactic meeting up in the Marlin Fitzwater Center for Communication. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It's still going. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still... I, was, you, I saw you on, the, um, on another pundit show. I'm happy that the Marlin Fitzwater Center is still producing quality material yeah they had a um he, i believe he's his name's alex mom and i think he's a senior he's from rhode island he's a junior or he's a junior sorry he's a junior and um he's keeping wow. the flame going man he's very political he's a, he's a bright kid um he does a great job he goes to all the events and uh he's got a show called pierce politics where he just talks about the uh current events the election and he has people on and and uh you know, uh, Kristen Nevius connected me with some of those kids and said, you know, Eric's uh, someone you'd want to talk to. He's got great experience. And uh, Alex invited me on the show, and I said, I'll, absolutely, I'll go on there. I'm a, I'll, I'll promote Jackman Radio anywhere. <laughs> exactly. And that's why you got to do it. And you guys are doing great. This is your 30th show, right? This is, num- this is number 30, Doc Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is number turning 30 tonight, man. Wow. Well, let me know when we go public with the, uh, the stocks. Dude, that would be awesome, man, to make some money with this and get some advertising and, uh, you know, just keep building the audience. We've been building the audience organically, you know, we just word of mouth and I'm on Twitter every day blasting the shit out and, uh, sure. you know. Hey, can we curse? Can we curse on this? On this oh, fuck yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, free. This is like Howard, man. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, is shower shoes over there in the Yeah, he's right here. Yeah, Aaron, this is uh, this is Doc Sean. We went to Franklin Pierce with him. How's it going, man? Hi, Aaron. Great to meet you. You too. Doc Sean. I appreciate your point of view and your <laughs> input. Really refreshing. Um, well, they're not very thought out, I... but I'm glad, I'm glad you like them. <laughs> yeah, we've been having fun with Aaron, man, and... Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to think we started it almost a year ago, and we've done thirty episodes. And I mean, you, you know, you obviously you've been following Sean. You, you know, some of the interviews you've done. What's been your favorite interview so far that we've done? Uh, my top has to be because I started with you guys. You know, from you know the bot, like you know, from school, right? And imitating Jesse Ventura, <laughs> and now when I heard him in studio, not in studio, on the on the phone. Right. I was just, you know, it was really cool. Yeah. And um, I can't wait to, I think you're going to do a part two that, I can't wait to hear that. Oh, yeah, because man. There's 20, 2016, if, I mean, Sean, if you thought 2015 was tremendous, 2016 is going to be huge. And it's going to be. How huge? It's going to be so huge. It's going to be almost as big as Peter Norse Jizwads. It's going to be huge. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Special delivery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man, you know, we're just keep yeah, keeping it going, man, you know. Just uh what you what 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 are your plans for New Year's, Doc Sean? What do you, you got any plans? Well, we're packing right now. Um we're going to an undisclosed location where there is snow. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> nice. Maybe bust out the old burden snowboard. Hopefully I don't break an ankle. Yeah, you're gonna be um, careful with that. But for New Year's, I mean Something like that. Wherever we go, there's going to be fireworks, there's going to be champagne, Champagne. there's going to be cigars, there's going to be resolutions that are broken. (laughs) Within the hour. Right, they're they're instantly broken usually. That's that's great. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet, man. We might go to New York City to visit our cousin and and, uh, Mr. Martell, um, but we got to figure out logistics because we're working on New Year's Eve, which sucks. Still having to do a day job really sucks. I'd love to do this thing full time. 
Well, I'm, I'm almost there. I got to do my student teaching next year, but I'm, I'm all done with my course requirements. Uh, I'm working at, uh, we're still working at the dealership where I was, where I am, still, still there. Well, you know, you fucking, you got to pay the bills and work your day job and then you pursue your passions at night and uh, on weekends and try to make it all work, man. And, and, and somehow Mike and I and Aaron, we've been, we've been keeping it real and we're doing it. Great. Yeah. We're having a lot of fun. My second, my other interview I really like, sorry to switch gears, was the Ron Jeremy, which is phenomenal. Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh. putting you guys on hold to feed his cat or something. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go do a blood test. Oh my god, I just got the results of a blood test. I was partying with Charlie Sheen last week, and give me, guys, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty surreal, Sean. Talking talking to Ron Jeremy for an hour, just shooting the shit, and that's definitely another one where there's gonna be a follow up, and you'll you'll see some more uh, activity with Ron Jeremy in 2016. Uncle Ron will be utilized. Oh yeah, and that, and it's so um, it's such a cool perspective. To these, you know, childhood heroes. I mean, who am I to say? John Ron Jeremy was a childhood hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you know, every dumpster porn. I, I, my friend's radio show, and that's pretty phenomenal. Oh, man. don't think how, how your influence kids really reach these people, and it does, and they're, they're ready to jump on the radio just as much as, as I am, or anybody, really. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, every dumpster porn that we ever owned, including going all the way back to VHS, you go three, four, five, eight scenes in, Ron Jeremy shows up in every single one, man. Exactly. I saw that other independent film that I think Mike was on too. Oh, Return to Newcomb High. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Justin, right. Mar Justin Martell produced that, and actually, uh, Ron Jeremy and myself appear in Volume Two, which should be coming out sometime in 2016. I love all the puke scenes. They make me. It's hilarious. It really is. Uh, Troma Entertainment, man. <laughs> Toxic Avenger, you know, Return to Newcomb High, uh, Post Street Guys. Get the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, why not, man? They, they, gave, they gave it to fucking uh, uh, Meryl Streep eight times, you know, however many times it yeah. was. So. You, you think Leo will get an Oscar? I hope so, man. This, this new movie coming up, The Revenant, I really want to see that. That movie looks really you know good. I, I actually saw it last night. My friend has one of the copies, and it was, it was, I see so much crap smeared across the screen to finally see a crystal clear movie. With, the, I'll just say the opening is like a scene out of Saving Private Ryan. So much action, and the scenery is like that. Uh, this movie I used to like, um, what's it called? White Sand. It's all like the Alaska wilderness. It's really, really deep. And I, I think, I think it's his year. I don't want to say anything else about that, but yeah, no, I, I really recommend you see that movie. Oh, I will be seeing it as soon as I can. And I, I love this director. He, this is the guy who directed Birdman, that came out with Michael Keaton. Did you see that one? I did. That was a great movie too. Same director, and uh, this new one, The Revenant, pretty much utilizes, I think, 90 to 95% of the film is shot using natural daylight. And exactly, yeah, that, that's what it was. That, that's what it was. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I'm really excited for this film. We, we just talked about Star Wars. I don't know if you saw the new Star Wars. The but... cinematography is phenomenal. The whole, uh, how they make the time seem like it's a two and a half hour movie. It, right. They make the time go by so quick because you're so into it. You're so, you just feel what the guy is going through, even though you probably could, you know, I wouldn't last an hour out there, but you can, I really was screaming at the screen, uh, <laughs> which I never do that. <laughs> so, Doc Sean, have, uh, switching gears, have you decided on a candidate to endorse? I mean, are you all in for the Donald, or where are you for 2016? I'm still undecided. The primary? The primaries are the last leg of the run. I, I, don't, right. I can't put my finger on who I think would be a good candidate. They're all crazy, if you ask me. They are all nuts, man. And Mike and I publicly endorsed uh, Rand Paul last week and wrote a little piece about that and uh, hit the phones for him the other night. And um, 
you know, I don't like everything about Rand Paul. I, I liked his father a lot more, and I worked for his father's campaign um, in 2012. But I got to say, out of all of them, man, Rand would be would probably be the best suited uh, Republican nominee to take on Hillary in a general election. He's got a lot of appeal with millennials, a lot of appeal with people who are anti-war, people who are pro-pot, uh, people who are against the government collecting our data and our records. So he would do really well in the general election, but the only problem is I just, even though I, I endorsed him and I'm going to be working for him and hit volunteering and hitting the phones, I just, I don't think it's going to happen for him. I don't think so either. Sadly, but, uh, I don't know. Is there still time for somebody else totally out of left field? Is there still time for that? Well, you still got your... Is there still time for another unheard of person? I guess Sarah Palin came in real late, right? Uh, yeah, no, Palin, Palin won't, uh won't be involved but no a lot of the established god, oh god <laughs> she can she can stay in alaska hunting wolves but um yeah. uh yeah, whatever planet she's on. Oh, fucking she's horrible um the the party insiders in the establishment were really really trying to get romney to, to jump in and put all the other establishment candidates have them drop out and galvanize behind romney to take on trump but i just don't think that's good that's going to happen man because Anyone who tries to take a bite out of the Donald, it just blows up in their face and backfires. I understand what Donald's trying to do. I just don't understand the way he does it. It's, he needs a filter still. He needs like a he needs somebody to hit him over the head with a newspaper or like you know yank the chain. Yeah, he sometimes. he needs to be a little more polished and a little more presidential. If you're going to be the president of our country, man, you have to you know you have to convey things in a way that unify people. Don't divide and yeah, piss everybody he needs to be off. Mm. He's a great business guy, I understand, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing he, he's is, he's going to be really intimidating to the rest of the world. Well, if he does make it in there. I mean, me, I don't think it's what we want. I mean, you got Vladimir Putin saying nice things about him. Vladimir, you know, there's no, there's no uh, evidence Vladimir Putin ever killed anybody, Sean. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's like uh, Wayne Wayne Gacy saying that you're a nice guy. It's like, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Or David Duke, yeah. Do you want that endorsement? Yeah, I don't you need know? I don't need David Duke's endorsement. That's wow. like Leatherface endorsing uh, I don't know. Freddy Krueger. Ridiculous. Yeah, the thing the thing's a whole circus, but uh Hillary's gonna be the demo. I'm, I'm glad two of my great friends are a part of that circus. It's clearly it's clearly um turned my um knowledge up a notch and Cool to see you guys. I remember how involved you were, even when I was a student at FPC. You guys were right in there. Oh yeah. I didn't understand the whole New Hampshire right. mentality until it was like I understood it when I was on my way out. I was like, okay, this is. I understand it all now. Yeah, we're pretty. We're, thanks, man. We're pretty hardcore about it, and we really we get our mug in there and we insert ourselves and try uh, to have fun with it. We have fun with it, but also, as you know, Mike and I are you know keen observers of it, and we research everything. We read, we read about everything. We read about everybody, and you know, we make it our business to know what's going on. Yeah, next election I'll be thirty-six. So if I think about making any type of run, you heard it here first on Jackman Radio. <laughs> so good. I'm gonna come to you guys. Yeah, we'll we'll do a Bilderberg Group style meeting, and we'll focus group, and we'll look into fundraising. We're just gonna put our thinking caps on, and you know, we'll see where the world's at in five, six. Yeah, well, you know, we're we're gonna be up here doing our thing, and I, I always have my eye on the next election, and I definitely uh, want to either run for state rep again or run for Congress, and uh, that's that's definitely in the future, and I think it's definitely something that would be very very successful, very very tremendous. Of course. Can you work, <laughs> are you required to cut your hair a certain length, like George Steinbrenner? Like if you're running for president no, as, a, dude. As, a, as a male, are you required to? Well, a certain dude, you can you can have your hair any way you want. But the media, it's the media, man. They're a bunch of assholes. They they will comment on it and, and, and make a stigma about it. But back in the day, man, you had presidents rocking beards and, and goatees and facial hair. Ben Carson's got facial hair. Yeah, Ben Carson's got <clears throat> facial hair. He's number four or five, right? But... I think I think Oh, dude, he's he's the fucking worst. That guy's a That guy's out to lunch, dude. Seventh Day Adventist, those people are out of their fucking minds. 
<laughs> well, hey, man. Do you guys want to talk about your favorite Christmas movie? I'm kind of interested in hearing what that might be. Yeah, we I'm actually... We... Mine is definitely Home Alone series. Oh. Just one and two. Fuck yeah. For just nostalgia, the whole soundtrack, the whole age when I was that age, the whole old VHS movies, but the New York one is just better, in my opinion. The scenes, you know, who, wants, who cares about Chicago suburbs? It's all about Manhattan and the <laughs> Twin Towers and right. Plaza and FAO Schwartz. It's, fu- it's funny you mentioned that, Doc Sean. Uh, that was my number one pick for top ten Christmas films was Home Alone. And I, I, I have a t- I, I've, we're going to do a top ten here if you want to hang on for a minute. We'll do our Jackman Radio top ten Christmas films. Sure, yeah. I'd love to. It would be my pleasure. All right. Number ten. <laughs> number ten. Ernest Saves Christmas. Great movie. Yeah. I mean, Ernest. Classic. I don't know if you ever saw that one, but number nine, Mixed Nuts. Have you guys ever seen Mixed Nuts? No. That one's got Liv Schreiber in it, and he was actually a very beautiful woman Ray in that. Donovan? What's that? It has Ray Donovan It's in got it? Ray Donovan years before he was Ray Donovan. This one came out in the early 90s, and he's dressed in drag as a woman, and this is, the first mo- this is actually the first movie he dressed in drag. He would later appear in drag in Taking Woodstock, um, you know, just after playing, uh, you know, Sabretooth. So he's a little bit more beefy. But uh, Mixed Nuts has got Steve Martin. And it's a very early appearance from Adam Sandler. So not really a good movie, but kind of a cult classic at this point. And number eight, A Very Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. A great, great movie. Ding, ding, ding. That should be number two. <laughs> There's lots of tits in that movie, right? Oh, yeah. Neil Patrick Harris, a lot of boobies, a lot of good numbers. I mean, it's yeah. just, uh, uh, we love it. Tits and eggnog go hand in hand. Well, absolutely, oh. yeah. <laughs> Number seven, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle on the way better be on this fucking list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're throwing the Santa Claus. Yeah, Tim Allen. Yeah, DWI. DWI. Tim Allen. Yeah, coke, coke snorting, DWI, woodworking, Tim Allen. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I, no. I wonder what all that snow was. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like your weight or your hair, you should diet. Yeah. Number six. Number six. One of the best movies of the eighties. Gremlins. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gremlins is pretty Great good. Movie ever. Phoebe Cates? Phoebe I mean, Cates is hot. Phoebe Cates, I mean, I, I liked her better in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Different season. Yeah, look at that connection, huh? Yeah, there, yeah exactly. Yeah, she gets your boobies out, too. Tremendous scene, tremendous tits. Ju- Very phenomenal. Judge Reinhold, I mean, I think it's just a great, you know, anyways. Uh, number f- Yeah, exactly. Number five, and this might be a little controversial, but I do consider this a Christmas-era type movie. The original Lethal Weapon. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean that was that's the that's the quintessential buddy cop movie right there, and it's also a Christmas. Before it's before Mel Gibson went off on the Jews too. Right, exactly. He yeah. wasn't celebrating Hanukkah, that's for sure. <sighs> Number four, another '80s Christmas staple, Scrooged. Oh yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, Bill Murray. All his, yeah, all his brothers. Fucking classic. That's a good one. Number three, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Right? Uncle Eddie. I mean, yeah, Uncle Eddie. I mean, he's just, you know, everyone's hoping that holiday bonus is coming. Oh, that be- bonus is coming. The bonus is coming, man. That's just like the fucking American dream right there, dude. Number two, Love Actually. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I you, mean. You got love for Love Actually, Doc Sean? Refresh my, my mind about. That's got that Liam, Liam Neeson, Kieran Knightley, the, the dude from Walking Dead. It's Rick, got Rick from The Walking Dead holding up signs like Bob Dylan in Subterranean Homesick Blues outside of Kieran Knightley's door. It's got Hugh Grant plays the prime. <laughs> Hugh Grant plays the prime minister who likes the busty British secretary with the big boo-boos. Do we call her Chubby? Yeah. Would we call her Chubby? <laughs> it's got Liam Neeson. I play a guy who lost my wife, but she wasn't killed by Eurotrash. She was killed by cancer. 
<laughs> I have to raise I have to raise her son. <laughs> I have to teach her son how to play the drums so we can win the girl at the Christmas pageant. <laughs> Love Actually's got a great soundtrack. Dude, that's it's a good got, call, Mike. It's got Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman is in Love Actually. It's got who's that? Who's the uh, 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 Colin Firth? Oh, it's got Colin Firth in it. Yeah, uh, I, my name's Colin Firth, and I'm, I'm dating a Spanish woman. I don't know how to speak the language, but I'm a writer, and we love each other. <sighs> Great movie. We, we try to watch it every year. Great soundtrack. It's like you know, eight different. It, Mr. Fucking Mr. Bean's in the movie. Yeah. You know, Mr. Bean is in the movie. Can I? I know what number one's going to be. Can I do an honorable mention though? Yeah, but there's a couple of honorable mentions. But okay, what's your honorable mention? Definitely Wonder Boys. Ah, that's a holiday holiday season. That's true. Kind movie. of a dark Christmas movie. You seen that one, Sean? No. Yeah, it's Michael Douglas, Katie Holmes, Tobey Maguire, Rip Torn, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Phenomenal movie. One of it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I watch it every year around the holidays. It really captures. Is it a Christmas movie with Christmas trees involved. I mean, it's hmm. like during winter break at a college. Yeah, it's during winter break from a college. Uh, it's Michael, like rules of attraction. Michael Douglas plays a uh, perpetual man-child professor who uh, just goes through the motions. And I don't know. It's it's worthwhile. You should check it out. I identify with it. Great soundtrack, too. Yeah, Bob and, Dylan contributed. And number one, Mike. Well, before we get to number one, I have another honorable mention. This is, this is interesting because I just read this today. This movie was recently voted uh, to not to not be a Christmas theme movie or a Christmas movie, but I can't think about Christmas without thinking about Bruce Willis running around barefoot in a skyscraper in Die Hard. Oh hell yeah! Right, that's a Christmas movie. Hell yeah! Fucking thing. I agree. Yeah, it takes place on Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> you know, anyone who voted against it, fuck y'all. Number one Christmas movie of all time, in my opinion, Jackman Radio endorsed Home Alone. You got the theme. I mean, that's... Yeah, he's like, actually, Kevin, I got it right here, but I got to barf it up for you. He's like, hold on! I don't want to sleep with Fuller. He's going to wet the bed. Dude. Say goodnight. Good night, Kevin. Yeah, I was about to say. Good night, Kevin. Say goodnight, Doc Sean. Good night, Doc Sean. <laughs> you guys give up or you're thirsty for more. Oh. Why don't you come and get me, you big horse's ass? Silver tuna tonight. I'm over here, you jackass. <sighs> no, it's 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 beyond. So good. You guys give up? Oh, you're thirsty for more. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we're the we're the wet bandits. They're the wet bandits, oh. Doc Sean. You know. All right. Well, we're oh, gonna. Uh... Bandits at heart. Oh hey, yeah. It's been great catching up with you. Yeah, we're gonna do a break, man. Thanks for calling in, Sean from Florida, man. I hope oh, you have well. an have an awesome Christmas, dude. A great New Year and. Uh, you know, 2016. I gotta, gotta give a quick shout out to um to Bad Santa and Bad Santa Two is on the way. Oh, so maybe you guys can talk about that. Too. Oh, dude, nice, nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, oh yeah, that's um uh Billy Bob Thornton, Bad Santa. Great, great, and hey, uh, all the all the love to the family. Hey, you too, Doc uh, Sean. Happy New Year and season's greetings and tidings and tidal waves and. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, thanks thanks for joining us, and uh, we, we will talk to you again soon, Sean. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Take care, man. All right. Sean Meehan calling us from Miami. He's a big supporter of Jackman Radio, and uh, love that he listens, and we appreciate his support. So we will be back with more Jackman Radio. Don't go anywhere.
that's hood. Welcome back to the Jackman Radio Christmas special. Nice surprise calling from Doc Sean, you know, Tremendous. tonight. Well, we're doing this if anybody wants to call in. We're having people call in, so there might be another surprise before the hour ends. But, surprise. Uh, you know, we'll see. Here we go, here we go. Oh, another snap. So, in keeping with the Christmas spirit, I've got a little Christmas trivia for you all. Pour that eggnog. Tilt it, tilt it, tilt it. That's a girl. Uh, Say my baby, tilt your head. That's it, baby. Tilt your head. Oh open my your God. mouth. Open it. Oh, people oh love, that feels great. People love this. little Christmas trivia and factoids for you boys out there. <clears throat> Did you know in Japan, on Christmas Eve... They say that it's a good day to eat fried chicken and strawberry shortcake. Mm. I didn't know that. Boy, who got that going? John Candy? I don't know. I just found that out. Maybe. Maybe he did. So fried chicken and strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake on Christmas Day. Day. Christmas so, Eve. So a lot tomorrow. of tomorrow. A lot of Japanese people do that. It's okay. like a thing in Japan. Apparently they do. Wow. Now this is a real. This one hits close to home right here. Who was the first president to decorate an official White House Christmas tree? Woodrow Wilson. No. Who do you think, Aaron? Good guess. Uh, I don't know. The first one. <laughs> no, no, not the first president. The first president to do this. To decorate, to decorate a Christmas tree. To decorate tree. A, an official White House Christmas tree. Well, his This may be his greatest act. His wife all. made him do it, I'm sure. I already, I already shot my wad on this. I don't know. It's up I to have Aaron. No idea. Aaron, it's up to you, man. You Dude, I get... could name like four presidents. All right, well, let's 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 try and narrow. <laughs> and those are the last. Let's four. try and narrow it down a little bit. So, Franklin Pierce. Yes. Oh, oh nice. I was gonna say we should ask Andy Card. Oh, he oh Eric just high fived Fucking boom, dude. Franklin nice Pierce job. was the first president to decorate an official White House Christmas tree. Dude, I didn't know that. How badass is that? Man? Wow, he was probably so fucking drunk when he did it. <laughs> I don't think it's that badass. <laughs> he was really hammered. It's pretty ordinary. <laughs> All right, and the power company likes this one. Electric Christmas lights were first used in 1854. Really? Yeah. They had electricity then, huh? I don't know. I don't know what the exact year was, but I mean, I just I found this on the internet, so it must be true. It must be true. <laughs> if you guys listening want to like fact double fact check this shit and like debunk Probably it, probably a good idea. That might not be a bad idea, but I'm gonna go ahead and say these are these are facts. These are facts. Ben Affleck married Jennifer Garner. You married a waitress with three kids. These are facts. Wow. America's official national Christmas tree is located in Kings Canyon National Park in California. The tree, a giant sequoia called the General Grant Tree, is over 300 feet tall and was made the official Christmas tree in 1925. That's incredible. That's the tallest tree in America, unless Trump has one in his living room that's Look, taller. I'm, I'm growing on right now at the base of Trump Tower. You won't even believe this tree. So that, that, Tremendous. That very well could be. Um, a very popular Christmas song, Jingle Bells, which was original. Never heard it. You ever hear that one? <laughs> nope. Never heard it. I think American Idol is a good cover of it. Jingle Bells was orig originally written for a Thanksgiving celebration in 1857. God. How about that, huh? If I could get a time machine and do one that? time travel, I'd go back and kill that guy. <laughs> jingle Bells. J j j jingle Bells. <sighs> yeah, the Christmas music is basically, at this point, is like ten songs. Over and over again, and some of them are covers. My favorite Christmas song of all time is Last Christmas by Wham. And we wanted to play it tonight, but we're not going to play it. We're just going to talk about it for a minute, okay? Because wow. I'm sure you guys have heard the song. Just as good. A half <laughs> dozen. Better. A half dozen. I mean, if you heard it in the public bathroom, in a crew, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe you heard it in the public bathroom. That's called cottaging, like what George Michael did. <laughs> <laughs> Last Christmas by Wham was released on December 10th, 1984, originally, which was 31 years ago this month. And by 2013, it was the most the most streamed single on Christmas Day in the United Kingdom, according to Spotify. Okay? In Germany, the song is the most successful Christmas single of all time, having spent 106 weeks on the German singles chart and attained a peak position of number four. It has charted every year since 1997. Last Christmas has sold 
1.77 million copies as of October 2015. Now that it's December, I bet it sold a lot more. And it is the biggest selling single in UK chart history not to reach number one. It hit number two, right, Mike? I have to believe it did. It hit two? It's just a great fucking song. I mean, it's it's you, me, and Ferg's song. Yeah, we've been going up on that for like 10 years. Can we talk about the video for it, Mike? The yeah, go ahead video? Go ahead and talk about the video. Andrew Ridgely, the ski loft. It's it, about Love Lost, I think. And yeah. George Michael was pining for a girl from last Christmas that he loved and revealed his heart to, but she turned him down and is now with his friend, who Andrew Ridgely depicts, depicts in the video. Right. I mean, Mike, the reality is he's it's about a guy. Probably singing about a boy. Yeah. He doesn't like women. He was like, on Christmas Day, why don't you wake me up before you go-go? Hmm. Right? Hmm. Before you go to the urinal. His hair, though, in the video for last Christmas, Mike, the way he broods. Beautiful. His blonde hair. He's the original Anakin Skywalker so before pretty. Hayden Christensen did it. So pretty. Watch the last Christmas music video and tell me that's not... Yeah, YouTube after a few stiff eggnogs. YouTube that. So, that's our favorite Christmas song. Mm. The Christmas abbreviation, Xmas... Mm. Is thought by some to be sacrilegious. And I've wondered about this too. I've always kind of wondered where, where did the Xmas come from? Sounds like something the British would have come Malcolm up with. Malcolm Xmas, like, you know, <laughs> is, is it an X rated Christmas where the where the elves have really big candy canes? Oh my God. Oh, yeah, is it Ron Jeremy doing Christmas? Oh, oh. oh Malcolm Xmas. <laughs> In fact, the first letter of the Greek word for Christ is chai, which is X. That makes sense. Before the invention of the printing press, Xmas was often used in print to save time and ink. So that's where it comes from. Interesting. I did not know that. Well, John Lennon's all like, happy Xmas war is over. If you want it. Mm. Now, why are there 12 days of Christmas? Hanukkah is the only thing I knew that in Ramadan that have a lot of days. Right? Hanukkah's got eight. Is it eight? Yeah. Eight, right? In the menorah, you light the menorah. Right, exactly. And then Ramadan, is a, isn't it Ramadan like a month? I'm not sure what the deal is with days. I don't know. I mean, various, okay. various humans on various parts of the globe, globe have various celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, it took the three kings 12 days to find the baby Jesus. Hmm. Their arrival on the 12th day was celebrated in the form of the Feast of Epiphany in medieval France and later in other countries. Hence the 12 days of Christmas. ABC family. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I'll be home for Christmas. Jingle all the way, which you were talking about earlier. Right, right. Fucking Sinbad and Arnold duking it out over a toy made in China. <laughs> Jingle all the way gets an honorable mention, too, for Christmas movies, by the way. <laughs> do you guys know where the candy cane came from? I do, but I'm going to let you say it. You do? I do. The all Harvest right. Mike, he's got the goods. And you can verify this for me. I can. In a small town in Indiana, there was a candy maker who wanted yep, to spread yep. the name of Jesus around the world. Nope. He invented the Christmas. <laughs> Don't do that. He invented the Christmas candy cane, incorporating symbols for the birth, ministry, and death of J.C. A.K.A. Jesus Christ, my friend. <laughs> he began with a stick of pure white hard candy to symbolize the virgin birth, and the candy maker formed the stick into a J to represent the name of Jebus. No shit. It can also that. represent the staff of the Good Shepherd. He thought the candy was too plain, so he stained it with red stripes. Must have been Jack White. To represent the blood. Jack White was doing furniture upholstery and doing candy canes <laughs> to symbolize the blood shed by Christ on the cross. That's fucked. What a nerd. So there you go. Who What's your take that? on it, La Harvest? Where do, where do you, where do you see the candy cane? Candy cane. Where do you see the candy cane coming from? Not a big fan of the of the candy cane. But, uh, I like the blue. I always like the blueberry ones. Well, the radical flavored ones are great. Yeah, man. but then like the your mouth green, looks like you, yeah, you look like you blew a Smurf. Right. You know. But that's right. okay though. I'm okay with that. Hey, you know. That's why I don't like red wine because it stains your fucking. Mm. Mouth uh, I don't like red wine because of the fucking hangover. Right. Well, your lips are all red and chalked up, and your teeth. You yeah, look I've, like a fool. I'm drinking a lot of red wine and done some fucked up things while drinking that red wine because I had too much. Hmm. Said some things, sent some text messages. Facebook messages. Sent some Facebook messages that the next day you look at and your cringe is a mile. Long. That's not the wine, though. Let's what, be honest. Is it deeper than that? Yeah, that's it? you just, you know, being you on wine. What does Driss say? Do you. You do you. Yeah. You know, 
So there's a little bit of Christmas. That's some great stuff, Mike. Christmas trivia up. for you guys. Yeah, I mean, this is the good. Christmas special. We're going to talk about it. It's a beefy episode. We're going to talk about Christmas, and let's keep the Christ and Christmas. Yeah. So what about that? What do you What do you think, man? Do you say Merry Christmas to people? Like, if you see someone who's white, yeah. Do you say Happy? And you, they're white, and you're like, probably I can get away with Merry Christmas. Probably mm. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. I just fuck it, I, you know. Dude, I, I say it to all the customers. Yeah. You know, I say have a merry Christmas. I don't give you know, a shit. well, I don't. People get all. I mean, I, I I don't like the whole PC thing that's going on, but like the the happy holidays is is. I never took it to to exclude. Like I feel right. like when people say happy holidays, they're they're like referencing New Year's and Thanksgiving and Christmas. And, 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 Christ- oh, and Thanksgiving yeah, because that's when yeah. you see people. You say you, know, you see someone in the supermarket you haven't seen for five years. You probably won't see them for another five years. You just say mm. happy holidays. Mm. It's generic. It's safe and it gets you off the hook. But, it's but a drive by. People act when you say happy holidays. Say Merry Christmas. It's like, dude, calm say down. Christmas. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't like excluding. I'm not trying to fucking... get rid of your Christmas. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking I'm not trying to, to fucking easier. bring Sharia law into your house. Happy holidays is all encompassing, which is it, it really it, is all. It, it doesn't make sense to, like, I don't, I just don't understand why people get upset when you say happy holidays. Yeah, there's no need to get upset about it. Like, I get it. Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be forced to say happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. You know, like, I understand if you're at a job and, like, they, they come to you and, you you know, you shouldn't be saying Merry Christmas to people. Like, that would annoy me. There's an HR memo from Hamas. Yeah, yeah. yeah Hamas and Hezbollah <laughs> sends out an HR memo. Or Hummus, as Ben Carson calls him. Hummus. Fucking dumbass. There is no war on Christmas. That's bullshit. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's just something for the news to talk about for yeah, five minutes every a, night. I mean, you're even holding one of the cups, Oswald. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a great fucking, red cup. It's a great red cup. It's a Starbucks. There's nothing wrong that with it. It's a sharp cup, dude. Yeah. It doesn't, say, it, it doesn't say anything it. About says it, right? nothing. Right. No. Nope. It says buyer overpriced it says, fucking do not microwave. burnt coffee. Burnt coffee. Dunkin' now, Donuts owns Starbucks. How is that controversial is what I want to know. Well, because last year it had a lot of, it had like, uh, Christmassy flower like holly and sh- I don't know wreaths or whatever it was Christmassy. It depicted the crucifixion, but, but to the me, blood was brown. To me, edited for TV. Yeah, I mean, in in Didn't show any nipple in December, red is Christmas. Yeah, like it doesn't matter right. if it has fuck a snowman on it. Or it's or communist where I went to my honeymoon with my wife after I left Vermont. Yeah. You know what? I just, I just don't give. I don't give a fuck. I don't really care, man. Whatever anyone no, it's says. It's a non-issue. When anyone, any, whatever anyone says to me, Aaron, I just say it back to them because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just care. be nice to people. Just be kind. We're all human beings. We all have to shit. We all have to fuck. We all have to reproduce. We all eat. have to breathe the same air. We all have to eat. We all have to drink. And we're on this planet for maybe seven decades. Yeah, good, good ones, maybe six and a half. Yeah, our dad's sixty, and he's he, you know, he's saying he's still like, doing okay. Yeah, he's skating. He's been skating at the new rink, man, next to the police station in Keene. Oh yeah, T- Tony's been. Yeah, man, I went up skating cool. today, man. I had the whole rink to myself. Nice. My sixty-year-old dad is uh, still tearing up the ice. That guy can skate backwards better than most people can skate forwards. Yeah, I mean, he's from Canada, so he kind of has. A, he probably learned how to skate before he could walk. Yeah, he remembers being four or five years old ice skating up there, which we talked about on the very first podcast back in February of this year. Yeah, hmm. we did. This is the penultimate episode of Jackman Radio for 2015, and uh, you know we're very happy to have our audience listening and supporting us, and uh, you know continuing to uh, promote the trend. And we hope 2016 is just as good as this year has been. And we got a couple more subjects before we wrap things up, but um, you know this week not a good week for Drake Bell from Yikes. Drake and Josh. Remember that show, Drake and Josh? No. There was the fat one, and there was the skinny heartthrob, you know. Who, and the thing about Drake Bell, he was actually a really good singer and musician, and uh, he's the same age as we are, and just got pulled over for a DUI. So we're gonna we're gonna pour one out for uh, Drake Bell and hope that his bankruptcy is is uh, cleared up and he's doing a little bit better than he was. So we're thinking about you, Drake. What do you think that's like when you're a washed up Nickelodeon star? That's yeah. going to be a really lonely existence. Like a Disney or Nickelodeon. You're like 28 and you're completely fucking washed up. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine, though, because your friends weren't on weren't a Nickelodeon star. And That's true. To, to your friends, you're still like a cool fucking Nickelodeon Mike. star. It doesn't matter how much how washed up you I are. Mean, Melissa Joan Hart ended up doing okay. Oh, no, she's... Dude, she's like... I, I read an article. Sabrina the Teenage Wish, she had a whole new Strangely career. enough, I read an article about her, and it, it was about her and fucking... Joey Lawrence? Um, no, the, the Matilda Broad. Oh, like they, they both, Dude, they both like gave up 
uh, like acting, acting right? like when they're at their peak of their careers yeah. and they just went and had a family and they're like really, really normal people. Yeah, but they're doing fine financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because because if math. you don't blow your fucking, you know, if you start saving your money when you're making it. When you're nine. Yeah, yeah. Like Maya Bialik from Blossom and she went into the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, and I guess I heard she just finally fucked the nerd or something in that the, show. Yeah, isn't he the, the gay nerd, Sheldon? I don't know. Or, I don't know. I don't watch. I hate that. I hate, yeah, I, I will never. I hate the Big Bang Theory and I hate everybody who watches that show. I hate, <laughs> I hate anything big bang theory you suck the fact that it's going and it's been going it's going on what the fact like that I seven even eight know nine years it. now i fucking hate okay I, we're, I, we're done talking yeah, about sorry, it. it's very sorry. sad i don't like hate but i fucking hate that shit but child stars i mean you have the sweet life with zach and cody one of those twins ended up sending a picture of his erect penis out and that's on the internets now oh really you is he fuck, big yeah he's pretty big he's big yeah, yeah. He's, he's pretty big you can wow. see it good for him yeah, i'm gonna so, google image that later i don't know if it's zach or cody but it's one of them yeah and that's the thing you know we, we've actually had people ask eric and i because we're twins you know what's the deal with that do you guys have the same size penis yeah you know like what you know and i just say if it's a girl i just say well you can you can look and be the judge yourself yeah because you're insinuating that mike and i like are with each other while we're naked and erect right that's what the person who's asking the question is like insinuating right and that's totally fucked right because you could be a grower and not a shower yeah yeah i don't want to get too deep into that but but uh, yeah that is something that's don't don't ask me and Mike that question. Don't ask twins who has the bigger cock. Period. Silly question. Speaking of television, um, there was a Pew Research Center poll, a survey done, that shows 24% of Americans do not have cable TV. That makes what me, is it, 24? 24%. That makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, I haven't had television, cable God. TV, or any kind of anything like that. That should be in, higher. Uh, that should be higher. Over six years, I haven't had any. I haven't participated or had any of that. The Pew Home Broadband 2015 survey also focused on TV use among young adults, specifically 19% saying they canceled services. Oh yeah. And 16% saying they were never even subscribers to begin. I don't with. know anyone with cable. Uh, honestly, like out of my like circle of you know ten close friends, none of them have fucking cable. It's more internet based, or it's more yeah, in the car. Like you can pick. Yeah, because it makes sense. What you want to watch, right? Yeah. the The other thing is that finally they they stopped. They got rid of like enough people have gotten widescreen TVs where they've gotten rid of like those black fucking bars on the side on the side of this. Like you'd be watching cable, and you, like TBS will have like giant black bars on the side of the stage because there's like this whole middle part of the country that still have a fucking square TV. And it's what? Why are you accommodating to yeah, like the minority doing? of people who don't have a flat screen? Yeah, dude, God, I'm, I'm with you, and I don't know a lot of people who <laughs> fucking do the cable thing anymore. No, if you have internet, you don't you? need cable. Yeah, stupid. It's, Mel Gibson is stupid. So it's down. I, I'm just excited for you know uh, House of Cards season four, Game of Thrones oh, season six. God, they're coming. Winter is coming. Winter is here in New England, but uh, you wouldn't know it by looking outside. And you know what? Honestly, between you and me and the lamppost, I hope it stays that way. I do too. So that's the Jackman Radio Holiday Special. Tremendous. Have, I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had fun. We had Doc Sean call in from Florida. And we have one more episode of 2015. And uh, that rings in uh, the penultimate episode of Jackman Radio. Yeah, well, thank you so much for listening, folks. And please like us on Facebook under Jackman Radio. If you're on Twitter... Check us out at Jackman Radio and our website to listen to every episode, all 30 of them. Tell all your friends. They've been tremendous. We, we hit, we've we actually hit over 4,000 listens, which I'm pretty proud of there. That's pretty incredible. Jackmanradio.podbean.com. Check them all out. You can read the description of the episode. Great, great interviews with some big-name people. So much more to come in 2016. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Right.